0: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The mayor of Detroit, he has a problem, and it's with the most recent United States census
2: count. All we want is objective standards and appeal. We can't go back in time. We want an appeal process that will allow us to use objective data. The uh, people in Detroit just want to be counted like everybody else in America.
0: Having not quite figured out time travel, not yet. Going back to 2020 is impossible. So what other options are there for Mike Duggan in the city? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. We all know about the census, right? Every 10 years, the government sets out to physically count each American. Populations factor into political districts. The state of Michigan just lost a seat in Congress. Aside from representation, the census helps determine federal funding. The more people in a given city, the more money said city gets. Here's Ken Coleman. He's a reporter with the Michigan Advance.
1: One of the biggest pots of money that the city receives at a decade-by-decade vantage point is U.S. census dollars or major federal dollars that fund road repair that are supplemental funds that can help the Department of Transportation keep buses on the road to help the city carry out services like health service for its residents.
0: For the last couple of years, Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan has been voicing his concerns about the census in Detroit and what he perceives to be
1: shortcomings. Mayor Duggan continually along the way has had concerns that the 2020 census process wasn't funded the way it should have been did not have the staffing that it should have had, and at times decreased the number of folks who work on the census. And Mayor Duggan has made the argument because of that situation, the census process did not yield an accurate count. And he's just not saying it from the standpoint of his general feeling. He's using data that is collected by utilities like DTE. There is a significant study carried out by the University of Michigan that studied this process, in particular that U of M study, has pointed out what the mayor has been saying, is that the census counters did not thoroughly go through communities that are hard to count. That
0: element of being hard to count, it's really important, and we'll come back to that in a minute. On Monday, Michigan Senator Gary Peters held a field meeting of the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs. It was in downtown Detroit. Peters chairs the committee, which is responsible for overseeing
2: the census. Here's Mayor Duggan. The One-year update that said we lost 7,000 people. I defy you to drive around the city of Detroit today where there are cranes everywhere, where there's housing shortages and rents rising, where houses went for over $100,000 a year for the first time, and I'm trying to find a place for people to live, and tell me where 7,000 people left. In fact, DTE Energy said in the last year they had 8,000 more housing units with gas and electricity. So how do you have a situation where utility companies have a major increase in the number of occupied houses and the Census Bureau can't count them? They are exacerbating the problem from the decennial census with the annual estimates. And, Mr. Chairman, all we want is objective standards and appeal. We can't go back in time. We want an appeal process that will allow us to use objective data like the utility data, like studies from the University of Michigan, like the post office data. That's all we want. The uh, People in Detroit just want to be counted like everybody else in America.
0: Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan has done more than just voice concerns about the census in the city. He's reached out to experts.
3: I was surprised and puzzled when I first saw the 2020 census population count for Detroit, which was slightly less than 640,000 people. To put this in context, in 2019, the Census Bureau estimated Detroit's population to be slightly over 670,000 people. So the 2020 census was suggesting that Detroit lost about 31,000 people, or 4.6% of its population in just one year. An annual population loss on this scale would far exceed any of the annual population losses that Detroit had experienced over the previous nine years. Moreover, the quality and completeness of the census population count is inextricably tied to the accuracy of its housing count and the 2020 census produced a very puzzling count of Detroit's housing. The 2020 census showed that the city had lost 13.8% of its housing stock in a single year. No other major U.S. city experienced a comparable loss of housing units from 2019 to 2020, and Detroit had not experienced anything close to such a dramatic loss in the previous nine years.
0: That right there, that's the voice of Dr. Jeffrey Mornoff. He's a professor at the University of Michigan's Population Studies Center. He was a witness at yesterday's hearing in Detroit. Dr. Mornoff was tasked to lead an audit of the census in
3: the city. Here is part of what he found. This audit revealed that the 2020 census undercounted the number of housing units on 70% of the census blocks that we reviewed. Simply put, the census failed to count over 78,000 housing units on these blocks. A housing audit also showed that the housing undercount was most pronounced in neighborhoods with the lowest self-response rates to the 2020 census suggesting that not enough resources were invested in field operations to complete the count. As Mayor Duggan explained in his testimony in the attached statements from 11 census workers' support, the field operation in Detroit started late, ended prematurely, and was inadequately staffed and supervised. Our research also revealed that the 2020 census substantially undercounted the number of occupied housing units in 10 block groups where we compared the census housing data to data from the U.S. Postal Service and a door-to-door canvas. We estimated that the 2020 census undercounted the population in these areas by 8%. If undercounts of a similar magnitude exist in a majority of the city's more than 600 block groups, the ultimate size of a population undercount could be in the tens of thousands.
0: Our friend Ken from the Michigan Advance, he's more than just a reporter, he's a historian. So he always comes with important context.
1: It's important to add some historical perspective in this. Mayor Mike Duggan in 2022 isn't the first mayor that has argued that Detroit has had a significant undercount. Former Detroit Mayor Coleman Young sued the federal government both in 1980 and in 1990, arguing much of the same thing that Mayor Duggan is arguing today.
0: We know what is at stake here, federal tax dollars in a city that desperately needs them. Representation, losing seats in Washington, weakens Michigan, regardless of political affiliation. And on a base level, Detroiters, just like everybody else, they want to feel seen and heard. It certainly does seem like mistakes were made this last time around, but Ken tells me that counting the population in Detroit can be tough.
1: Some of the challenges in counting communities where the residents can sometimes be transient, meaning they might live in one domicile In January, live in a very different one in July, and then maybe back to that old domicile the following January. We also have a in Detroit a significant immigrant population, and as you know, over the last several years there have been real concerns, and particularly the Latino community, around the issue of deportation. You're going to find it's going to be hard pressed to get someone to answer questions for you if they know that the federal government, maybe through other agencies, are actively deporting people who look like them. Those people may not get counted at all or may not get counted accurately. One of the representations that was made at a U.S. Senate hearing is that there isn't even a designation for people who either directly hail from or their parents or grandparents hail from northern African countries. There isn't actually really a designation that properly represents people of Arab descent.
0: At the beginning of this podcast, we heard the mayor ask for what he believed was fair. He wants the federal government to look at the new numbers and make some adjustments. If only it were that simple.
1: I believe that the mayor is asking for the opportunity to submit this data, have it be reviewed by the U.S. Census Department, in hopes that an adjustment can be made to to the numbers. When you begin to talk about five and seven and 10,000 and 11,000 people potentially not being counted, that could translate into tens of millions of dollars for the city of Detroit.
0: What's the odds that the mayor is successful? It seems like this is something that the mayor has to do. He's got to stand up for his city. He's got to make sure that things are equitable. But, like, if we're betting people, like, what are the odds here?
1: Again, looking from a historical perspective, I'm old enough to remember. A Democratic mayor, Coleman Young, challenging the first George Bush in 1990. Same sort of process. I think one of the advantages that Mayor Mike Duggan has today is that, unlike two years ago, there is a Democratic presidential administration.
0: That last part, it's important. There are many, including Mayor Mike Duggan, that are pointing a finger at systemic racism and the former Trump administration for cutting funding for things like the census. That is a claim by the way former President Donald Trump has repeatedly denied. At the end of the day, Detroit's mayor says the count was off by about 50,000 people. People, not 50,000 stats, 50,000 human beings. If that's true, the city of Detroit's funding will take a major hit and the problem will compound itself until 2030 and maybe beyond. But remember, without a time machine, a true fix, it's nearly impossible. Big thanks to Ken Coleman for his time helping with today's episode. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for local news on demand 24-7, including the latest on the census in Detroit. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear from you. Send us an email at DailyJ at Odyssey.com. That's DailyJ at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours